When the sun rises I wake up and chase my dreams I won't regret when the sun sets Cause I live my life like I'm a beast This is the Sales Mall Podcast Your hosts, Jerry Hill and Ryan Reiser Talk about the sales game And always keep it real been a tumultuous week trying to get this one in the books sales mall fans but we're here we're probably going to be a day late but that's all right life happens right ryan how are you oh, better and better better and better as we say every every week here now um better and better. I love it. yeah the the cycles are happening uh around the sun or however we spin and uh, find ourselves back here for another week and another conversation. Speaking of conversations, Jerry, that's what we're here to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited. Um, you and me were talking about this the other day, that there's a massive amount of effort and curiosity about finding sources of value. And you referred to a post by the exceptionally capable and smart Carl Porter from Sales Love to kind of refocused his belief system around what the function of top of funnel execution is, what the SDR's role is. You want to go a little bit deeper on that? Yeah, it's 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 a theme that I've been seeing more and more and more um I'm actually pulled the exact post so we can read this too, so that it has a context, right? More and more and more I'm seeing this uh with organizations moving the focus of top of funnel from setting appointments, setting appointment meetings. I've been saying this for years now. The meeting is killing SDR. It's the wrong metric for success. Um, so if it's not a meeting, what is it? Here's Kyle's quote, right? The outbound SDR's job is not to set appointments. It's to be a research analyst gathering intelligence about the prospective customer. Interesting, right? Uh, and then he edited because there's, I don't know, lots of comments. He said, hey, to stop the confusion. Research does not mean what you found on the internet. It's what people at the company told you. Ha. Ah. You set a, a meeting to learn more and build a case for execs. So that research is what people told you. What people told you is a function of a human conversation which is a function of, hey, we're not spending our time prospecting and building lists and spamming. Our job is to do what? Take the information that we have, verify that via conversation, maybe collect some more, and leverage that for having a better understanding analyst of, hey, is this the right people? And what do we say next? We said that the target message channel timing. Who are we targeting? What are we saying? What are we talking? What are we saying? And what does it all lead to? Yeah. Conversation. And, um, and there's, there's three forums of data that you, you can extract and gather in order to, to design for research at the top of the funnel with a conversation first approach. Right. There's public information. You know, I can Google Ryan Rosart. I can get 66 points of information on him in milliseconds. I can thread that into my conversation. There's data that I can buy to get access to Ryan Rosart. You know, I can buy stuff from, guess what, phone-ready leads or Cognizant or 
all these other things and they're going to be fairly enriched it's you know it's going to tell me some stuff it's going to show me some intent it might show me some technographic firmographic information but the real data the only data that really matters is the private data that happens in the actual conversation that you have with that person that you're reaching out to and and that's nuanced it's one-off one of a kind you and me have a conversation today be different from the exact same conversation that we want to have tomorrow because there's sentiment there's nuance you're going to learn something new today that you didn't know the day before and um that's the data that matters that's the primary primary data that ultimately makes stuff happen and you mentioned something that's important here it's unique data so it's, it's unique completely it, unique it, it, it'll it, never it, ever happen again in the future and it can never happen again in the past and that's a function of the two involved in that conversation the two organizations that they are potentially representing where they're at in terms of role and focus um, and ultimately trust and credibility, all sorts of stuff, which is where it's very, very, very important that when we talk about the lens of outbound SDR's job is not meetings, it's, let me go back to this again, I don't know what we're talking about here, but I, wanna, I don't want to botch it. It's, to re it's, it's a research analyst gathering intelligence about prospective customers. Now, if I have a rep who doesn't know how to have a interruptive conversation, sounds junior, zero business acumen, and he reaches a very high value target over the phone, and I just did this live with Jason Bay yesterday, which was really interesting. We were targeting big companies, big demand gens, super cold. And, you know, new script, I, you know, he was telling me, they say, hey, you don't sound peer. You're adding some ums and things like that. Sound, you sound like a junior SDR calling into executives. It sounds like maybe they don't want to divulge or give you any time, right? Not worth your time, which is very true. Everything he said was true. Uh, and this is with Corey Frank's deliberate ums and humility scripts there, right? Well, the funny thing is I was using, I was using the um and he said, that's probably what's uh, taking you off here. So it was, it was, it was, it was a fun, but the, the reality is his points were spot on. And, and it's one of the primary reasons why sales organizations struggle to understand that the currency for success needs to be that conversation and the successful documentation insight data gathered from that information completion could be a meeting, could be a yes, could be a no, could be not me, whatever. But how accurate and, and how, um, how much do we believe in that information? That is vital. And if you have junior reps collecting that information, well, the chances of that being good information, premium information, one-to-one -one unique and valuable, as we just said, Jerry, are not as solid as if Kyle himself was the first point of contact calling into his next best client, yeah. right? Imagine a world where a tech executive was the first point of contact for the next 10 biggest logos they bring on next year. Yeah. That first point of contact to the first point of contact, I, you would think that that conversation unique as it would be is, I don't know, a hundred times more valuable than, than an outbound SDR. And so why, 
why is it that we we tend to put the most junior of reps into these roles that are vital to the entire strategy? Interesting. Very interesting, isn't it? Is it because is it because we still don't know how to effectively use outbound and we're just scrambling to come up with a new fake metric or is something fundamentally yeah, a broken? Bit. Is there something? I think something's fundamentally broken because a lot of application of theory has been applied to this. A lot of application of practice has been applied to this, and. Um, you know, I think there's a sort of symptom at large, which is people are going to buy into the thing that they feel aligns to their belief system, right? You and me, we're conversation pigs. We're always going to go out and we're going to get things that look like conversations by using the phone, speaking to strangers, reveling in it, embracing the suck and enjoying the, 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 the little high moments that come along along the way, right? But if you inherently don't believe that that's the right thing to do, either a moral level or a practical level or an operational level or brand integrity level, whatever it might be, the reasons that stop you are complex, but you love email, but you love something else, then that's what you're going to do. The big problem is, it comes back to design, right? What are you designing for? You're designing to dominate a market, execute your strategy, or are you designing to make your reps happy? Are you designing to you know, softly and gently expand? Or do you actually want to curate that market dominance that's so dependent on 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 execution? And, um, you know, again, I just sometimes worry about people losing sight of the objective, which is to return increasing value against the target to your shareholders that you promised to deliver them. That's the goal. Everything else is just noise. Yeah, there's a there's a really interesting culture that I I've seen, especially the bigger the companies, the more funded they are. Who knows if most of them are probably not profitable. It's big fat rounds, lots of people. The the consistent theme is well, how do I essentially insert make my reps comfortable to actually do what I want them to do, right? So example how do i encourage my reps to actually pick up the phone and make calls because i know that making calls actually works yeah um are you asking are, are you asking me that question because it's very simple that's your job you show up you pick up the phone you make calls you get to completions if you make the calls and no one's answering i'll, I'll help you with that if you make the calls people are answering but they're not interested in moving forward, we'll help with that. But if you don't make the calls, we can't help with either of those and you don't have a job. Exactly. It, it's really that simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's either the list, it's either the message, or it's the rep. We talked about that. It's connected yeah. sales bread and butter. List, rep, message. It's literally that easy. But if you don't make the calls, as a salesperson, if you're not making the calls, your organization is never going to get to that next level the way it needs to. And you as a sales rep, not making the calls are a parasite on growth. Uh, yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got a good customer. I went to see them yesterday. I was on the road. Probably why I sound a bit ropey today because I, I stayed overnight 
you know, it's winter here now. It's a three and a half hour drive, so I, I got a hotel room. Um, key point, just the inactivity, like just the, the the amount of time wasted around the ping pong table or the water cooler or the, you know. So I think none of the metrics matter, mate. None of them matter unless you can solve for that problem. None of them matter unless you can solve for that problem. It's 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 fascinating, right? Uh, question from one of my my sisters, like, well, you know, how do you um, like do you put a touch do you put a touch quota on? Do you what do you do? And I'm like, look, it's very straightforward. You know, is it a daily is it a daily call block? Very straightforward. Your math of sales never lies. Your Math of sales never lies. This is the story you have with your sales rep. Your math of sales. 11.30 a.m. Friday morning, so that's when people are going to book. Your math of sales never lies. When you show up, your job every day is to ensure that we understand based on how you perform right now in the past, past performance, future performance, and we'll get better over time. But right now, we know that. When you take a list that we have today, you make X amount of activities towards that list. You get so many Y conversations and those Y conversations lead to Z next conversations and those Z next conversations go yeah, to exactly. uh, Z, uh, whatever you guys call it over there, uh, deals. Let's say that, right? Well, all we, those we conversions, yeah, all of those. <laughs> we, we invented the language so we can call and, it what we want. Right? And hash. Is it hash? Hash. Hashtag. Hashtag. No, but you call it something weird. It's ha- hash. Anyway, HR. HR, H, HR. Uh, we're talking about HR issues here. Uh, so you know the numbers. These are your numbers. Now, for you, Rep A, when you show up tomorrow, if you want a paycheck the next day, I need you to have. I don't care about the activities. That's that's the thing that like you don't need to manage towards the activities. Yeah. I need you to have this many completions, conversations that led to next conversations because. That, that lead to a action towards next conversation. Next conversation doesn't have to be a meeting. It can be a future follow-up. That's fine. That's the main number. If you don't get there, you don't go to the ping pong table. You don't get off your desk. Coffee's for closers. Coffee's for completions only. Yeah. That's the new one. Coffee's, that's what I'm going to hashtag. Coffee's for completions only. You need that many before you do anything else. Don't go build another list. Don't go build another sequence of messaging that's going to convert. Don't go watch a webinar to get better at what you're going to do. You're going to take what we know. You're going to get on the phone. You're going to call until you get to that many outcomes. Now, if you call all day long and you still haven't been able to get off your desk because the completions haven't happened, no one's picking up, et cetera, then you tell me immediately something's wrong. No one's picking up the phone and I'll fix that problem for you. And if you're calling and all of your connects are leading to people hanging up on with you, not getting past hello. You talk to me immediately. We'll fix that. Bring in the some coaches and trainers and help you get better at that. But that's it. Yeah. And by the way, if I've done this well as an organization, the list is going to perform. Every 50 dials, you should be having 8 to 12 conversations. And every 8 to 12 conversations, you should be having one to two meetings. And if you're not, well, I know somebody who can fix that for you. But yeah. at the end of the day, that's easy. And if everyone's out there giving a 50 activity quota, that doesn't really matter. I don't care if you do it 10 dials or 100 dials. The, mat- the metric that matters is probably 8 to 12 completions a day, Min- minimum. Then you can go do whatever you want, maybe. But if you're a real salesperson, you're probably going to be so hungry, so addicted 
so buzzing from for the next one because that's your job now. If you're not in a sales meeting, you're in sales conversation. And now all of a sudden, all that stuff doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. I don't even want to commute to the office. I just want to be in my closet and going from meeting to conversation, meeting to conversation, meeting to conversation because it's just printing money for me. Yeah, exactly. Why, why is that so difficult? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I think you get three slices of rep. You get good ones, bad ones, and indifferent ones. Bad ones probably because it's just some desired traits. Indifferent ones, they just work to the quota. Don't care about anything else. Good ones work about the strategy. Think about the strategy. Think about their role. Think about why it's important. Why it's important to the company. Those are the ones that we see over and over and over again, happy to take conversations, happy to feel conversations, happy to have conversations. They'll speak to some dude in the queue at McDonald's at 2 a.m. after being out on the beers about what they do and why they do it and how they do it. They're obsessively prospecting. Um, so why have all the other reps? That's the big question for me. Like, If you don't have someone that has the innate desire to be doing those things, right? You, you've you've cast the wrong person in the role, yeah. Which, which happens, but it's very. This is not Sean. Sean. Sean and I were talking about this uh, last week. Actually, it's like there's a lot of a lot of buzz out there around um, you know leaders losing out on um, talent, and, and Sean's like, you know what? It's never happening to me ever again because talent will be fired very quickly. And, I, you know, it's like I, I cast for the right people. If they're not going to work out, it's not they're, they're not going to believe in me. Um, I will be leaving them very quickly because he passionately believes that he's provided a system and a process that will enable anyone who wants to work with him to eliminate a hundred percent of the excuses for not being successful, which goes back to, which goes back to, if you work with me as a sales leader, I will get you a list of people who pick up the phone and I will tell you and give you resources on what to say when those people pick up and help you understand when you might be off. Like knowing your math. So if, if you have so many connects in a row and it's not working, you know, to put your spidey senses and say, Hey, this isn't working. I shouldn't be beating my head against a wall. This whole concept of work harder and smarter, you know, work smarter, not harder. It's all ridiculous. It's like, no, I will give you the systems that will yeah, allow you to not, work. They're not mutually exclusive though, right? This is the exactly. one thing that always frustrates me about that. You can be <laughs> working smart and working hard. Exactly. And I will give you all those resources and you will literally own your own destiny. And that to me is probably the primary issue. We talked about this to kick this off, but like there's three things, right? One, I don't know my math. Yeah. Don't know my math as a, as an organization, I don't know my math. So I can't actually even know the math for the, my team. I don't even know how to do my math. I don't know. I don't know my ratios business one-on-one. You go on Shark Tank, you get eaten alive when you don't know your numbers, right? You don't, and that's most of them. And if you're a rep, you don't freaking figure it out. Number two, you don't trust your rep. So when you 
move to this idea of completions being or conversations, whatever you want to call it, being the key metric for success. Daily completions. That's all I care about. Go out there and get so many net new people into a conversation and understand if there's a next conversation and give me the learnings back. Do we need to make adjustments? I need that every day so we can be on track. But I don't trust my reps. So that's why I don't use that as a metric because it needs to be a meeting or revenue today. Yeah. Even though even though there's timing that's going to be in this equation, it all plays out in the long run. Don't trust that. And the final thing is they actually just don't believe in what the hell they're doing. So you're a leader at a company selling something that you really don't believe in. Right? Because yeah, if that's you did so common. that's so common. And I've been guilty of it, right? You know, mm-hmm. I've 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 taken gigs and didn't love it. Reflected in my general apathy, even though I'm committed dude and i like you know the process and i like the skill the art the magic the science and all the rest of it just never sit there with like a smiling assassin with the conviction that i've got today and that's a 10 percent leap right 10 percent leap in performance around conviction alone enthusiasm can get you so far you know naturally our good friend richard smith over at refract put a really good linkedin post out today on it it was a humble brag but it was like Honestly, the conversation quality that we have with your reps versus somebody else in your competitive space, that's the difference. It's why I bought Salesloft many years ago versus Outreach. It's why I win deals against a couple of our competitors is because we put them through engaging, exciting, excellent processes where the, where the meaning of the content of those conversations matters. But if you don't love it, if you're just doing a gig, um, you don't have that conviction, you're probably not designing the talk tracks for your team that are going to deliver on that conviction for them, create conviction in them. And that takes you so far. It matters. Uh, I think, I think, well, I know, I know for a fact, that's just how I am. I'm, I'm, I'm all in until I'm not. And the teams that have worked underneath me are ready to run through walls until I'm not there. And uh, there's a difference and, and uh, it plays a huge part when you're, not just enthusiastic, but passionately, genuinely believe. Yeah. And and I've said this since I started providing any feedback to people who wanted to hear anything about how to be successful in sales is that that's the number, that's the number one thing. If you're in a sales role or you're a sales leadership role, or if you're a freaking entrepreneur at this stage, I know this for a fact too. As soon as you lose any conviction, any, that's, that's a downward spiral towards you just won't be successful. You have to, you have to passionately, genuinely believe that what you're providing is a value to the people that you're engaging with. Otherwise, that is where all these excuses come in. I don't want to interrupt them. They're busy. Like all of that stuff, all of the I need to be prepared. Like, what do you need to be prepared about? Like you, you're on my list because you look like a duck and I help a lot of freaking ducks. You know, I might be off base here, but you are a duck, right? <laughs> let me tell you about, yeah, yeah. let me tell you about how many freaking ducks I've helped. And I'm not sure if it's the right time right now, but all I wanted to do is explain how I'm helping ducks like you Yeah. be this much, whatever. Right. Yeah. It's not like you have to believe that if you don't, you will fail. And it's not even just a, it's not even just a, a, like a little bit of doubt 
will, will just crumble your success and it will, crum it will, it will, it will, all of the downstream stuff will go into a, a spiral that's out of control. And I, I believe that that's the real reason most of these problems exist in, in these organizations is there's that lack of conviction. Yeah. And nobody wants to take the flag and say, you know what? I do believe, I mean, I might be wrong, but I do believe that this is the direction we go. We help people who look like these ducks in these industries <laughs> and quack like this. <laughs> quack, quack, motherfucker. We're going, right? Like yeah. that, that no one wants to take that flag. Well, you know, because we have all this other opportunity and what about this? What about that? I don't want to put my reps on the good leads. What is this fucking Glenn Gary or Glenn Ross? What is this? Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't get it, you know? I think we can leave with that, Jerry, unless yeah. there's something else you want to add to the equation. I, I like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. I might watch it over the weekend. Um, before we go, you got anything interesting coming up next week? Next week? Yeah, well, I've been doing, uh, I've got guests coming in weekly for the live stream. And nice. uh, who do I have next week? I think I have, hold on, Wednesday. Oh, I've got Dan Bigelow himself, Sandler, oh, wow. yeah. Sandler Trainer XX. I thought he was coming up. That's going to be a really good one because that'll be good. Dan, Dan, we're just going to be upfront contract, upfront contract, upfront contract. It's going to be exciting. Well, that's it's what's really been fun here is that we started with Josh. We've done Josh before. Um, last week we did, or this week we did uh, Jason Bay. Uh, unfortunately, I had to skip Haley. We're going to because a kid was out sick, but we're going to get her back in to do some stuff. But um, Haley Taylor over at Closely, but uh, the different different approaches, the different methodologies that are coming out of these sessions is even for me, it's, it's really cool to see, you know, how different elements work um, and just continuing to kind of optimize my own approach. But hopefully it's providing some really good, um, ideas, tips, tactics for people who are trying to figure this stuff out because, you know, getting back to the conviction conversation, my, my belief on cold calling in particular is that the, the first thing is, is confidence and, and really being confident in what you're saying. And so these sessions have been enlightening because it gives different ways of delivering somewhat of the same type of mm. end message, but, you know, people can kind of get their own flavor of it. So Getting Sandler in is going to be huge because you know I, I always liked what Sandler does, but this is going to be able to hear him, him, him himself. He's, he's going to be making the calls. It'll be good. What do you got going on? What do you got going on? Uh, yeah, good question. Um, I'm out for a couple of days next week. We've we, we're, we're I'm speaking at a, at a residential two day workshop and conference for chief sales officers, but not traditional sort of marketplaces for us you know it's not like hyper growth fast growth SaaS companies it's you know real people who've built massive billion dollar sales teams in big proper companies i'm really excited to be surrounding myself with that level of maturity those experiences big emphasis on partnering and channel is one of the big themes of that that conference so beyond my talk track which is going to be around you know designing messaging that your marketing executives and leaders are going to hate. Um, that's the title. By the way. 
um it's this ability to learn a lot more about this sort of partner development piece and the, the channel strategy stuff which i'm obsessed with at the moment and then um i've got james townsend visiting from canada and we're going to go out and visit our top five accounts for the rest of the week so yeah it's going to be awesome that's uh that's a, a packed week for you um yeah it's gonna be the longest the longest i've ever been away from isaac as well so you know i'm gonna to have to probably endure with some tears over facetime at 6 p.m on the first night i'm gonna wash over the guilt with the beer <laughs> all right brother yeah. all right well, guys until next week we'll we'll put this one in the can and um we'll we'll, we'll be back at you soon thank you very much